Okay. At the beginning of uh, the service, James read from Numbers chapter 6, uh, verses 22 through 27. And last, last Sunday, Josh and I were kind of talking about um, Numbers and Deuteronomy. He was saying that he was going to give a, a sermon on uh, Joshua, and it hadn't quite come together for him. And somehow we got talking about Numbers Deuteronomy and uh, in this book which is about numbering and counting God's people comes this set of verses which talks about blessings in number 6 22-27 the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Um, this is the blessings that God asked Aaron and his sons, who were the priesthood for Israel, uh, to bestow on the people of Israel. Um, it's known as the priestly blessing or the Aaronic Aaronic benediction. And I just want to look at this because I think we can gain some knowledge about ourselves today uh, by comparing God's blessing on the children of Israel and his blessings for us. So let's look at, at the passage and kind of dissect it a little bit. The Lord bless you and keep you. Now, the word bless means to confer well-being or prosperity. It's the promise of such blessings uh, that are conditional in nature. So let's look at Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 6. In Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 6, it says... Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country, Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. So, the Lord's wanting to bless the people of Israel, but these blessings are conditional. And what I really want to point out in this passage, the conditions of these blessings really were simple. It was to obey God. Obey was, the word came up, I think it was three or four, you know, more than three or four times in the passage. So the conditions of the blessings were obeying God. And it wasn't just, okay, uh, well maybe... I don't want to obey God. 
So I'll just go my way. No, it didn't work out that way for the people of Israel. Because what happened if they didn't obey God? Well, there were consequences for not obeying God. In the same chapter, Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 through 19, it reads, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, cursed shall you be in the country, cursed shall you be shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your lands, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall be you when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. So though God wanted to bless the children of Israel, there were conditions obeying him, and there were consequences for not obeying him. So let's read on. The Lord bless you and keep you. The word keep. When we think about the word keep, what comes to mind is David and caring for his flocks. Okay? The word keep to me means to provide and to care, to guard and to protect. And this is described in a psalm, uh, Psalm 121, verses 1 through 8. It's a beautiful description of protection of God keeping his people I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth he will not allow your foot to be moved he who keeps you will not slumber behold he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep the Lord is your keeper the Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun now shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this forth even evermore. So again, the Lord keeps Israel like a flock, like he's the shepherd and they're the sheep. And they understood this. I mean, there's certainly in the Psalms several images of, of God as the shepherd and Israel as his sheep. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. What does it mean when it says that God shall make his face shine upon you? This is kind of idiomatic. Uh, it's probably a saying back in the day that those people knew about and what it meant. But God's face shining on his people means that he favors his people. It's a sign of, of being favored. Okay? And to be gracious, that shows that he favors his people. So, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. He favors you and he shows that favor by his graciousness. And <clears throat> the idiom, the Lord make his face shine upon you, comes up several times in the scriptures. I just want to look at three of them. 
Again, we're going to go back to Psalms. Psalms 31, 16. Make your, make your face shine upon your servant and save me for your mercy's sake. This is showing that uh, the servant is asking for God's favor and God's graciousness here. And then again, in Psalms 80, verse 3, Restore us, O God, cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. God showing his graciousness towards his people. It's a saving grace. Okay? And then in Daniel, finally, the set of verses. Uh, Daniel 9, verse 17. Now therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications. And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. Looking for favor. God's face shining upon his servant. And of course, we talked about to be gracious. That means to bestow favor. Uh, and the thing about God's graciousness, it's unmerited. We don't, we don't deserve it at all. But God gives us to us. Okay? The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. When I think about the word countenance, you think about um, Cain after his sacrifice was not acceptable to God. And he got upset, and God asked him, well, why is your countenance fallen? Okay. So, countenance is similar to a smile in the research that I've, I've, I've done. And it's about pleasure or affection. So, when Cain's countenance fell, he was displeased. And, and we know that from the story that we read and understand. Continence is about approval and recognition. So if Cain's uh, continence fell, he dis disapproved of the way God had spoken to him and God's feelings towards him. He was wrong. But we get the idea of what, what continence means here uh, by that. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And we talk about peace, a lot of times we think about it in the context of a war and peace. People being at war, people being uh, contentious towards each other, uh, at each other's throats, things like that. But peace means, in this context, and the way that God looks at peace, is more than that. It's a kind of a positive state of uh, righteousness and kind of a full, rounded well-being. Um, and God wanted this for the nation of Israel, and he also wanted it for the individual. Uh, in Levi, Leviticus uh, chapter 26, verse 6, it reads, I will give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none of you and will make none of you afraid. 
I will rid the land of evil beasts, and the sword will not go through your land. That's peace for the nation of Israel. This is what they look forward to. There's also peace for the individual. So Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. So, looking at peace for the uh, nation of Israel and peace for the individual. This is the blessing that, that God told uh, Moses to pass on to Aaron and his sons to bless the nation of Israel. God wanted to bless the nation of Israel. They were his people and were his people. So it only makes sense that God would want to bless us as well. So we can use the same blessing and kind of look at it and see how God blesses us. Okay, the Lord bless you and keep you. Well, for us, those blessings come from where? They come from Jesus Christ. We'll look in Ephesians uh, chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places and in Christ. And there's a type of person who will receive blessings from God. And it's in Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes. It's a perfect example of the type of person who will receive the blessings. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger. Blessed are the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted. So God is there to comfort and bless all of us if we have the correct attitude towards him. But it is conditional. Life was conditional for the children of Israel to obey their Heavenly Father. It's conditional for us too. What are the terms uh, of those conditions? Because we say that, you know, that God's love is unconditional. And in a sense it is. Because the condition is, according to uh, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That's a condition, to seek first God, seek first his kingdom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. God's grace, his graciousness, graciousness towards us comes through his son, Jesus Christ. In John, first chapter, verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, but grace 
and truth come through Jesus Christ. What about his smile of favor? Uh, that's always there. But as we've been studying in uh, both First and Second Corinthians, we can reject uh, God's smile of favor towards us. And it can be in vain. Let's look at chapter 6 in 2 Corinthians. Verses 1 through 3. We then as workers together with him also plead with you, do not receive the grace of God in vain. God wants to be gracious towards us. He wants to smile upon us with favor. But we can receive it in vain. In an acceptable time, I have heard you, and in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Remember, we studied that. Now is the accepted time. Behold, the day of salvation is now. We give no offense to anything that our ministry may be blasphemed. So we can... Um, turn away from, what, from God's graciousness, from his blessings, and it's in vain. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Well, peace is a reconciliation with God and a, uh, a well, way of well-being. Uh, and today it is possible to have peace with God, because it says so. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So to find that peace, we have to communicate with God. We communicate with God through prayer. Request and ask for it. So we started off earlier talking about the, the priestly blessing, the blessing that God wanted to bestow on the people of Israel because he loved them, because they were his people, because he wanted to. That's under the old covenant. We don't live under the old covenant. But today we have our high priest, which is Jesus Christ. And through him we receive a priestly blessing. Look at Hebrews. We only have a couple more uh, scripture and then we're done. Hebrews chapter 4 verses uh, 14 through 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. 
For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. So Jesus is our, is our high priest who is gracious to us and gives us peace. So we desire a priestly blessing today. We have to go through, through Jesus Christ. Um, one more scripture in Ephesians verse 1 chapter 3 blessed be the God of our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ so those the conditions of those blessings is through his son Jesus Christ so I just I you know I just wanted to pass on that teaching I thought it might be edifying for us about blessings, and I thank you for your time.